Galnet News Digest, 8th of December 3306. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news roundup, the reverse Haber process brings riches to explorers. Capital ships deploy following building frenzy. When one end goes down, the other end comes up. Rubarbina and Custardette. The Lake on Bargain Bucket. The reverse harbour process brings riches to explorers. The work to map ammonia worlds for Sirius Atmospherics remains ongoing, with an amazing 200,000 worlds fully mapped. The agents at Betancourt Base don't seem to be particularly alert, as they're allowing commanders to hand in mapping data for ammonia worlds that have already been mapped hundreds of times before by other commanders resulting in a crocodile of exploration by guidebook tourist commanders touring round a well-trodden route, mapping a series of already mapped planets and probably taking selfies as they go. Universal Cartographics is also paying out handsomely for all cartographic data, not just Ammonia Worlds, although it's only Ammonia Worlds that count towards the success of the initiative. Well over half the target has been met already, which means that the station will continue to pay out well over the odds for exploration data for another two weeks. The intention is to terraform ammonia worlds using newly developed technology. If this can be done, the Colsac Nebula could become a lot more welcoming in coming years. Capital ships deploy following building frenzy. Both the Federation and Empire have deployed their new capital ships, which were built during the very brief arms race a couple of weeks ago. Amongst other systems, the Federation has deployed its new warships in LFT-367, which is managed by the extremely loyal Earth Defence, with an S, fleet, and Wolf-25, which is run as an independent system by the Hutton Orbital Truckers. The Empire has deployed its ships to four systems, including Theta Indy, which is run by the Praetorian Curiat Assembly, and Zelano, which is home to the GOM, Galactic Omniary of Merchants Collective. It is unclear why the Federation and Empire should feel the need to keep a particularly close eye on these factions. The newly deployed battlecruisers do not appear to be particularly belligerent, allowing curious commanders to examine them from extremely close quarters. The war has not yet started, despite rising concerns over the Marlinist refugee crisis. When one end goes down, the other end comes up. The Pilots' Federation has been fiddling again, this time with payouts for combat bonds and for killing Thargoids. Combat bonds now pay out five times more than they did last week. A combat bond that shows up as 80,000 credits in the HUD will actually earn a cool 400,000 credits. Curiously, some of the bounties may show up as issued by the Pilots' Federation, although the Pilots' Federation hasn't explained this. Anti-Xeno combat has been changed in a couple of ways, with combat bonds paying out four times more than they did, but the Pilots' Federation has also adjusted its rank promotions, such that interceptors will no longer contribute as much to rank progression, and the harder Thargoid opponents will give a bigger boost to your rank than the easy ones. 
Finally, the Pilots' Federation has asked that mission-givers should factor the distance travelled and the quantity of a commodity into the rewards they offer for source-and-return missions. The increase in the market price of many mined commodities has had a large and largely unforeseen effect on the rewards for such missions, allowing commanders to become very wealthy very quickly, with minimum effort. And we wouldn't want that, would we? Rubarbina and Custardette If you missed the collision of rhubarb and custard on Sunday, there's some good news. The rather spectacular landable moons of landable planet Sinuefewh-FCO1 will be experiencing a close encounter on Sunday the 13th, starting at about 3.30pm and reaching maximum collision at about 5pm. The lovely thing about these planets is that you can land on one of the planets, get into your SRV and watch a rolling wall of rock bearing down upon you as you try vainly to escape. If you thought rhubarb and custard was impressive, these two chunks of rock, rhubarbina and custardette, each with a diameter of around 500 kilometres, may impress you even more. Note that there is some doubt about just how close these moons will come on Sunday. The very worst case is that they will pass each other at around 300 kilometre distance. The best case is that one will completely swallow the other moon up. Whatever happens, it should be a breathtaking event. The Lacon Bargain Bucket Commanders are reminded that there's just one more week to get deep discounts on ship modules at Schweikart City in Perutis. And if you want one of the less fashionable Lacon ships, you have until the 30th of December to snap up a bargain before wondering what on earth you're going to do with such a useless item. With the end of 3306 fast approaching, and with exciting information about permits to land on planets with thin atmospheres and to get out and walk about, including the fee, of course, just around the corner, commanders are advised to keep a close eye on the news. If commanders would care to like and subscribe to the Galnet News Digest channel, we can guarantee that we'll be almost the last with all the latest news. If you're watching this on the podcast, you can ignore this bit. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to.